Jesus, we'd never live to testify, not against Vance. Come on. Come on, Wabash 1098. Joe, we've got to get out of town. Maybe we should grow beards or something. We are getting out of town. We're going to shave. Shave? Shave. Time like this? Those guys got machine guns ready to blast our heads off. You want to shave? Shave our legs, stupid. Shave our legs? What? Hello, Mr. Palutov. I understand you're looking for a couple of girl musicians. Stalling, we're gonna miss the train. I feel naked. I feel like everybody's staring at me. With those legs, are you crazy? Now, come on. It's no use. We're not gonna get away with it, Joe. My name is Josephine, and this was your idea in the first place. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. That, of course, is Some Like It Hot. <sighs> Classic. Jack Lemon And Tony Curtis. Marilyn Monroe. Probably Marilyn Monroe's best film. The performance that she gives. She was a true comedian. And with those two, come on. Directed by Billy Wilder. <laughs> Written by Billy Wilder and I.A.L. Diamond. Came out in 1959. Jeez. 63 years ago. Yep. Classic film. It received six Academy Award nominations for Best Actor, Jack Lemmon. Best Director, Billy Wilder. Best Adapted Screenplay. Best... And winning for best costume design. Yep. The film was produced without approval from the motion picture production code, Hayes Code, because its features LGBT uh, themes, including cross-dressing. The code had gen gradually weakening its scope since the early 1950s due to the greater social tolerance for taboo topics in film, but it was enforced until the mid-1960s the overwhelming success of Some Like It Hot. It's considered one of the reasons behind the replacement of the Hayes Code. So yes, the production code. Oh God, this film. 
it's a classic. Just ask Sonic Youth because they have a name or the one of their songs is called Sugar Cane. And that's the character that Marilyn Monroe plays. Sugar Cane Kovalchik's a ukulele player and singer. Tony Curtis is Joe Josephine. Shella Oil Jr., a saxophone player. Jack Lemon is Jerry Gerald. Daphne, a double bass player. George Raff is Spats Columbo, a mobster from Chicago. Pat O'Brien as Agent Mulligan. Joe E. Brown as Osgood Fielding the Third. Oh, trust me. You know about Joe E. Brown. Hmm. Classic film. One of the best. Edward G. Robinson Jr. is Johnny Paradise, a gangster who, well, yeah. I didn't know his son was in there. I call this 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 film is not just a classic. I mean, it's an iconic moment. <sighs> it was made in California during the autumn of 1958. Marilyn at the time, I think, was married to Arthur Miller. Yeah. In 2000, the American Film Institute named Some Like It Hot as the top comedy film of all time. Another film about cross-dressing was number two, Tootsie. Yep, so put on those stockings, fellas. Some Like It Hot is such a classic I mean, there's there's moments in that film. We'll get to those moments. Yep. But really, the moment that we all have to pay attention to is the introduction to our leading lady. She has been gone since 1962, 60 years, and she is still considered one of the most elusive sex symbol. She's seen as a tragic heroine. That blonde hair, that voice. She is one of the most famous dead celebrities of all time. Understand. All the girls drink, it's just that I'm the one that gets caught. Story of my life. 
Then it cuts off where he says, now you tore the other one. There is so much about Some Like It Hot that's been said, that's been written. It is, um, it's, it's one of the best. It's one of the best. I mean, if you think of the legacy of the film, I mean, my God. Some Like It Hot received widespread acclaim from critics and is considered among the best films of all time. On review, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 94% of 66 critics have given the film a positive review with an average rating of uh, 9.1 out of 10. The website's critical consensus reads, Some Like It Hot, a spry, quick-witted farce that never drags. Roger Ebert wrote, Wilder's 1959 comedy is one of the most enduring treasures of the movies, a film of inspiration and meticulous craft. Ebert gave the film four stars out of four and included it in his greatest films list. Yep, it's a classic. The British Academy Awards nominated it. Uh, in fact, it won Jack Lemmon a Best Foreign Actor uh British Academy Award at the Golden Globes it won Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy Jack Lemmon and Best Act- Actress in a Music Motion Picture Comedy or Musical Marilyn Monroe and Best Motion Picture Comedy Some Like It Hot at the Academy Awards it was nominated for Best Director Best Actor Best Adapted Screenplay Best Cinematography Best Art Direction, Black and White. Best Costume Design at One. Now, there's a reason why it was shot in black and white from what I've read. It's it's a film that really is unparalleled. It's I think they've tried to remake it. It doesn't happen. And that's why, you know, you look at something like Tootsie. It's almost the, well, it's not almost, it is the heir apparent to Some Like It Hot. If you look at Tootsie, he's not running away from anything, though. He just wants work. And the only way he gets that work, Michael Dorsey, Mr. Dustin Hoffman, is if he dresses up as a woman, Dorothy Michaels. So these two films, I mean, there's a reason why Tootsie's number two and some like it hot as number one. That says something right there. Is that these two iconic comedies. Now some like it hot takes place in 1929. During the prohibition era. Oh jeez. Yep. Ah here we go. Filming. Okay. There were many problems with Marilyn Monroe. Who lacked concentration. And suffered from an addiction to pills. 
Okay, we're not going to go there. The line, it's me, sugar, took 45 takes to get correct because Monroe kept getting the word order wrong. Yeah. But I really want to look for... Uh, Okay, because of the makeup. Mm, I don't think it's in here. Because they, I, there are pictures of it in color. But they shot the film in black and white. I've, I've always read it was because of Jack Lemmon's makeup. And then, if you notice, Tony Curtis, I don't think that's his voice. I think he was dubbed. I could be wrong. I could be right. Yeah. Is he dubbed? Doesn't say. My God, this film. Such a classic. So that's a very important scene because he, you know, he's in character. He doesn't want to break character. And this beautiful woman, Marilyn Monroe, is climbing into bed with him. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It, the, just his expression, his voice, you, you just laugh out loud. I think that Some Like It Hot is the best comedy script I ever read. 
Billy was at the top of his game as a director and writer. Billy hired the world's foremost female impersonator and had him come over to work with Tony and me for a few days. And at the second day, he went to Wilder and said, I quit. He said, Curtis is perfect. He said, Lemon is impossible. I would recast. We were side by side each day for a week with our makeup men. Tony said, I got an idea. He said, follow me. We go out in the Goldwyn lot. We went out from the stage, walked down the street, and he brings me into the ladies' room in the commissary. He walked right in there brazenly, without batting an eyeball. And we stood in the outside portion, away from the toilets, in front of the makeup mirror and everything, and the wash basins. And Tony started putting on some lipstick and this and that over the lipstick he already had on naturally and everything, and then powdered a little this and that, and started talking to me in this crazy falsetto. And I answered him in my voice and this and that. Girls came out and said, hi, girls, how are you? Not one of them looked twice like, you're pretty funny-looking girls. We then went to Billy's office, told Billy what we had done. Billy said, don't touch anything. Leave it exactly as it is. Now, I didn't realize until my mother visited us on the set the next week that what I had done was imitate my mother with the old bee sting lips and the hair was very much the same. I was imitating my mother. I didn't realize it. I think that Some Like It Hot is the best comedy script I ever read. Billy was at the top of his game as a director and writer. Doesn't uh, project any collapse by any of our madnesses as humans. He doesn't uh, project any kind of, no, I hate this and I like that. You know, he's a very open-minded person. And so for him to do a film about two guys dressed like girls was the only way to do it. And from my recollection, I don't remember any more beautiful girl that was a guy than me. We were side by side each day for a week with our makeup men. Tony said, I got an idea. He said, the six your way And so, those are the stories of Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis talking about Some Like It Hot. Locally, I want to turn your attention to, what's his name? John Bartell of ABC 10 who visited Hotel del Coronado, where they filmed Some Like It Hot. It can easily be seen on California's southern coast. It's the shining star of the San Diego Bay. And its architecture is what put the resort town of Coronado on the map. Yes, I'm glad we're going to Florida. What's in Florida? Millionaire. But when Marilyn Monroe stayed here in 1959, Hollywood made us believe that this very beautiful California building was the Seminole Ritz in Miami, Florida. The mayor of Miami was not very happy that a Southern California resort was chosen to represent Florida. This is the Hotel Del Coronado, affectionately known as the Dell. It's the second largest wooden structure in the world, and it's one of the last Victorian seaside resorts. It's also the film location of the romantic comedy, Some Like It Hot. About two men that uh, witnessed the St. Valentine's Day massacre in Chicago and are in hiding now. 
from the mob. Those two men are actors Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon, who ended up disguising themselves as women and joining a traveling band with Marilyn Monroe. The mobsters do track them to the hotel, and that's where all the chaos and fun ensues. Hotel Heritage Manager Gina Petroni knows all about the movie's chaos. She curated the museum and researched the hotel's extensive film history. One of her favorite scenes was with Tony Curtis on the fourth floor balcony. He shimmies down the front of the Dell, jumps on a bicycle, and takes off. Because it's so close to Hollywood, the Hotel Dell played many roles in the movies. It's been blown up, drooled on, murdered in, and baywatched. The Hotel Dell's been featured in over a dozen movies and TV shows, and actors aren't the only famous people staying here. The hotel has a long list of dignitaries, too. Starting with President Benjamin Harrison in 1891, came to stay here. He was our first presidential visitor. We've had 11. The Hotel Dell opened its doors in 1888, just 11 months after its construction. What is a comedy? I don't know. It's something that you feel that will be funny and that you produce and direct and, and then you, you, you sit back and you wait to find out whether it's a hole in the screen or whether it's a good picture. What makes it a good picture, I don't quite know. If you're lucky, you get a good one. Like, for instance, some like it hard. That was a lucky picture because it looked like a weird thing to show men dressed as women, but it helped the audience and it paid off in three acts, so to say. When you get letters from Helsinki and from Portugal and from Nicaragua and also from North Carolina, that this is the best thing they've ever seen in their lives. I mean, that makes me blush a little bit and I take it for what it's worth. And that is Billy Wilder talking about Some Like It Hot. The director, the writer, Billy Wilder was a legendary filmmaker. Uh, even wrote one of my f personal favorites, Nonochka, with uh, Greta Garbo. And it was being directed by Ernest Lubitsch. So Some Like It Hot has a lot of fans. Hi, I'm Helen Mirren. And I'm Taylor Hackford. And the film that we want to introduce tonight is a great comedy, Some Like It Hot. One of the great classics of American comedy. Um, I think it was made in the 50s. Um, the amazing thing about this film is it's an absolute souffle. But of course, we know that with all soufflés um, comes an awful lot of hard work. You don't see the hard work on the screen. But for me, it's the synchronicity of an incredible director and three great stars, and of course the material that they're working on. And it's a sort of wonderful synchronicity. It's one of those magical moments in filmmaking. Um, an interesting um, thing here is that Marilyn Monroe was actually paid three times as much as Jack Lemmon and, and Tony Curtis, which is a bit of a change nowadays. It's usually the other way around, but she was paid more than they were. Billy Wilder, Marilyn Monroe, Tony Curtis, and Jack Lemmon. Fantastic. Uh, you look at the screen and you couldn't see a, a better, as Helen said, synchronicity, except the film was a very difficult film to make. Oftentimes you look and you love, you don't know what was behind the scenes. This one was 
a bit of a nightmare. Marilyn Monroe was very fragile, very difficult, would not come to the set. They had to wait long periods of time. So it's a tribute to Billy Wilder, who was not only the director, but the producer, and he wrote it with his partner, I.L. M. Diamond. Uh, if you are interested in what really went on behind the scenes, Tony Curtis wrote a wonderful book uh, about the making of Some Like It Hot from his personal point of view. It's fantastic. So, Yes, enjoy this film. If you've never seen it before, you are in for such a treat. And if you have seen it before, then you know that it, it bears a third, fourth, fifth viewing. It never gets tired. So please, enjoy Some Like It Hot. Enjoy and that's Taylor Hackford and his wife, Helen Marin, talking about Some Like It Hot. I mentioned earlier that Some Like It Hot really gave birth to another film. Think about it. Yes, in the 80s, you had Bosom Buddies, Tom Hanks, and um, uh, the other gentleman. Um, I want to say his name because he died not too long ago, this, this year, I believe. There we go. Bosom Buddies. Yep. Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari. Uh, Peter Scolari, who was on uh, Newhart and uh, Girls. But it gave birth to this film. Or a commercial. Because I'm having trouble reading. Read of this line that you have every right to happen. This is Dorothy Michaels, our director, Ron Carlisle. Hi, Hi. Hi. Dorothy didn't bring a resume, but George Fields is her agent. Mm -hmm. That's very impressive. Gosh, I'm afraid you're not right for this role, though, honey. I'm, I'm sorry. Thanks for coming by. Page 285. Do you want camera one or two on that? Camera two, and tell Art about that. Why am I not right, Mr. Carlisle? Well, I'm just uh, trying to make a certain statement here, and I'm, I'm looking for a very specific physical type. Mr. Carlisle, I'm an actress. I'm a character actress. I can play this part any way you want. Honey, I'm sure that you're a very, you very good actress. What you're it's just for? that you're a little bit too soft what? and genteel. You're not threatening enough. Not threatening enough? How's this? You take your hands off me, or I'm going to knee your balls right through the roof of your mouth. Is that enough of a threat? Start? Yes, I think I know what y'all really want. You want some gross caricature of a woman. To prove some idiotic point, like, like power makes women masculine, or masculine women are ugly. Well, shame on the woman that lets you do that, on any woman that lets you do that. And that means you, dear. Miss Marshall, shame on you, you macho shithead. Jesus. What is idiotic about power making a woman masculine? Not that that was my point. I... <sighs> Hard to believe that was 40 years ago. I love that film. Whenever I watch that film, I think of my late drama teacher... Uh, Michael Matroni. Michael Matroni um, taught a drama class in high school and, and English, I know, because I did very well in his English English class. And he had us watch Tootsie. And it just holds up. It's such a beautiful film. And like some like it hot, you know, you gentlemen's got to dress up like a woman. And, and, and it, but it takes it even further. It takes it further, and really, that was something different. And, um, you know, or something like It Hot, it's this romantic comedy, 
but even even Tootsie, it's the romantic comedy, but it's it's something it's it's beyond. And but really, it, some like it is it is the um, heir apparent to some like it hot, you know. And, and what Dustin Hoffman did under the direction of the late Sidney Pollack. Dustin Hoffman really took it far. He took it far. And then you've got Terry Garr, and you've got Jessica Lange, you've got Bill Murray, and Dab- Dabney Coleman. I mean, it is, it is an exceptional film. And that is the heir apparent to Some Like It Hot. And um, like I said, you know, <laughs> Some Like It Hot is number one. And what's number two? Tootsie. Yeah, yeah. Let's play one more clip from Some Like It Hot because, you know, um, Tony Curtis plays dual characters. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm such a fan of this film. And um, if you don't know Tony Curtis, you should by the last name, is Jamie Lee Curtis's father. He was married to her mother, Janet Lee. Where I work, um, we have a theater called the Janet Lee Theater uh, because both Janet Lee and Jamie Lee Curtis attended the university. Um, here we go. This is um, Some Like It Hot. how she says who does that your wife she because you know she's sizing them up she doesn't see a wedding ring and so that's the classic timing oh my god of, of something like a hot and yes it i didn't want to talk about the problems and here's why because at the end of the day what we know about marilyn monroe we we claim we know a lot Nobody really knows what was going inside of her head. What she was having to prove to herself. There is a script that I saw one time in a documentary where she spells out Sugar Kowalczyk's phonetically. Okay. So 
this really is this is a moment this is a moment and um a lot of people i I remember watching a documentary once and um gloria steinem she met marilyn monroe and she was haunted by her because she says the women's movement might have helped her because you know she was a sex object and then she was turned into a dumb blonde and um she was abused uh, as a youth and trusted the wrong people. So at the end of the day, we shouldn't judge Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I'm sure it was hard for her to do things. It was hard for her to read her dialogue. She's probably gone through a lot. So I don't, like I said, this is an inclusive space and I don't judge. I will not judge her. And I knew someone once in my in my later my earlier life will say, who would just talk absolute shit about Marilyn Monroe, and I thought you don't know her, nobody knows her, and so let's respect her. And she was a brilliant comedian, and Some Like It Hot is a masterpiece, and it's a testament to Jack Lemmon, Tony Curtis, Marilyn Monroe, Joe E. Brown. Oh God. And our director, our director, I wasn't in the film, I wish I was, um, Billy Wilder. But I want to end it with Joe E. Brown, who was hilarious. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a comedian? This man was a vaudevillian.
that's the scene. I'll save the best line of the movie for your imagination because that means you have to watch the movie. If you've never seen Some Like It Hot, released in 1959, and you're in for a treat, I, and I guarantee it, it is iconic. And that scene, the final scene, you're going to hear the best line in the entire movie. This is Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And uh, it's been one hell of a week. Unpleasant dreams. 